0: Kent
1: Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
2: Oliver Kemp. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Monday, the 24th of August. First today, a teenager has been sentenced to a minimum of 15 years behind bars for murdering a man in Gillingham. 35 year old Anthony Eastwood was stabbed to death during a row over drugs near the Monarch Pub in Fox Street last December. Detective Chief Inspector Tristan Klubin-Shadle is from
1: Kent Police. Yeah, this, this was a shocking crime. It was a, a really violent attack on Mr Eastwood. He was stubbed, stabbed a number of times uh, with quite a large knife, uh, so violently that the tip of the knife was actually left embedded in his skull. Um, from what we can gather, this was uh, to do with drugs and uh, Nathan Katinji was, was that attacker. We managed to track him through on CCTV and uh, convince the jury that indeed it was him and that's the right result. Nathan Katinge got uh, 15 years sentence. Um, It's never going to be enough for the family and his loved ones. I just hope that they can now put this behind them and move on with their their grieving. Kemp police are really tough on violent crime and on knife crime. We've got uh, special departments set up purely to target and disrupt uh, those organised crime groups that are dealing uh, in drugs and carry knives. We will come down on them with the full force of the law and uh, ensure that the public and anyone living or passing through Kent is safe. Anthony Eastwood's partner Stephanie Hall says
2: the length of the sentence doesn't compare to the pain she's in.
0: We had our place and it was our first proper home together and he was so proud. We'd done it up together and it was Christmas coming up with we'd done well with the kids christmas presents and we'd take them out every weekend that we had them and it weren't we didn't live a life of drugs despite what people may think you know we got still got our priorities right we weren't the perfect couple of course course we weren't but i was at home that day i was waiting for him to come back i had a hospital appointment and he didn't come back. My sister came round, and then uh, and the police came round, and then I found out he was dead. But like, he was my best, he was everything. He was my best friend. Like, I, I cannot explain the connection that me and had and, and and for this boy to turn around and not even show no emotion, no, no, no care, not shed one, Teardrop, like it was Tony, I've w- I watched him being followed, I watched him by this bloke, Tony was oblivious of it, didn't he know that he was being followed, yeah, and he, he, he pulled him back and, and then stabbed him, what person with no criminal record, no no nothing, what person if they did have a criminal record would leave the chip a blade in somebody's head? I just miss him and I always expect him to come through the door and I think that's what's kind of kept me going and now we've got the trial over, we've got the sentencing over. So, now
2: what? 18-year-old Nathan Katinge from King Edwards Road in Barking has now been jailed for life after being convicted by a jury. He's also being investigated as a possible victim of modern-day slavery. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a Kent charity says the number of calls they've had from victims of stalking has doubled since the start of lockdown. Protection against stalking was set up by two mums whose daughters were murdered, and they aim to give help and advice to those who were targeted. Jan Berry says the last six months have been particularly difficult for many victims.
0: Lockdown did not mean lockdown to a lot of stalkers, and when you're sat at home, not able to go out and you think somebody's following you, somebody's still outside your front door, then that's pretty scary. Raising awareness of stalking is so important, but it's not good enough on its own. We also need to make sure that we can support people who are being stalked, both by understanding what's happening in their lives, by putting together safety plans, by assessing the risks.
2: Sue Dunn is also from the organisation and says stalking can have long-term psychological impacts on the victim.
3: Many victims have reported to us um, feeling less safe because the perpetrator knows where they are. They know during lockdown they're going to be in their homes. It's about recognising the impact on the victim. And there has been some research of victims who do suffer post-traumatic stress disorder following being stalked and because it has a major impact on their day-to-day lives.
2: Detective Chief Superintendent Andy Pritchard from Kent Police says they're doing all they can to tackle the problem.
1: We have a lot of stalking reports now. Uh, most of them are at the lower end and can be dealt with through advice, um, through confronting the offender's behaviour, through arresting the offender if it's appropriate to do so, uh, and charging them with a criminal offence, and often that, you know, that's a really, really powerful tool to stop people and wake people up. Um, but where people are just so fixated that you know, the, those interventions are not effective, um, or that or the, the behaviours are so extreme and worrying and we, we we assess these very carefully with the victim's thinking in mind and the impact on the victim in mind with protection against stalking. Um, we can put stalking prevention orders in place and they are a really powerful tool because there's a real consequence if people don't pay heed to that order.
2: In other news, a Kent student who contracted meningitis is urging others starting university to get vaccinated. Charity Meningitis Now is worried the disease could be overlooked as mild symptoms of coronavirus. Lucy Watts from Allington is going into her third year of psychology at Canterbury Christchurch. She spent six days in hospital after initially thinking she had the flu.
3: The night I came home I thought I had the flu. Really cold, really achy. Went to bed, woke up in the morning and within about four hours was in the back of an ambulance (laughs) Um, and spent six days in hospital. I thought I knew enough by knowing oh well you might get a rash and the light the achiness you know when my mum sat here going no we need to ring an ambulance I'm going no I don't have it no you know I remember being stood at uni and reading a poster and not reading it properly because I thought I knew so don't ever think you know educate yourself properly (laughs) and get the jab oh get it get it get it get it I actually had it (laughs) I had the jab and this is one of the big things for me you can still contract it even if you've had the jab but I was really lucky as much as I was poorly I wasn't in intensive care I didn't lose any limbs the only thing I'm left with now is the odd headache and tiredness and I believe that's down to me having the jab I think if I hadn't have had that it could have been much worse like I'm just I genuinely think if I hadn't have had it it could have been a very different story it like it's just so important so 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 important like I definitely I could have no arms I could have no legs I could have been in a coma I could have died and I do think it's down a lot of it to the fact that I had the jab that I was so Obviously, I wasn't well, but I was very well in comparison to what I could have been.
2: The charity said up to half a million young people may have missed the MenACWY jab, and very few will have been vaccinated against MenB, which is the most common strain of meningitis. Some other top stories briefly now, and a vicar who suffers with asthma says he was made to feel like a criminal after being ordered out of a chemist's for not wearing a mask. Father John Taylor is exempt from wearing the face coverings because of his health condition, but was told to leave Paydens in Margate, which... which he regularly visits to collect his prescription. The pharmacy in Hawley Street told him it was a company policy, but Father Taylor said the experience left him feeling humiliated and embarrassed. An armed robber who absconded from prison while serving a life sentence has been tracked down by police 12 years later. Gary Crafts was convicted of an armed robbery in 1999 and was at Stanford Hill Prison in Sheppey, which he walked out of the open jail in 2008. Following an investigation across the UK, they found the 66-year-old living under a false name in London. Crafts was arrested on Friday, August 7th and charged with being unlawfully at large before being returned to prison. And a Kent restaurant has been rated in the top 10 everyday dining experiences in the UK by TripAdvisor. The Corner House in Canterbury has amassed more than 1,000 five-star reviews and is now named in the website's Traveller's Choice Best of the Best 2020 Awards. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust.
1: This is the Kent Online Podcast.